0: Co-worker of yours.
2: I have to weather the departure of a two-time national champion, at quarterback, the
1: departure of a coordinator. That's been a huge part of your offense success there. And basically have to display that ability now of, all right, well, Nick Saban's greatest calling card as the Alabama head coach has been his ability to change with the times and to adapt his roster based on what is available and what is working now in the sport. And so, can Kirby Smart weather a couple of the early changes that were important parts of his national championship teams and then reinvent that on the other side and get back to that? He's got the talent to do so. I think he is the quality enough coach to do so, but you still got to go out there and do it. So that would be the one thing that I'd say you could argue for is
2: now there's a lot of turnover in key areas that Georgia has to prove their ability to weather. Mike, you're great to join us. We really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. That is Mike Golick, Jr. His podcast is the Dojo Podcast, available where all podcasts found can be found, as well as the DraftKings College Football Analyst. Jeffrey, did you know this? I didn't. I did not realize this. Did you know Media Day season starts tomorrow? The Big Twelve Twitch League. Big Twelve Media Days is tomorrow, July twelfth. I did not know this. Oklahoma and Texas I guess, is, is this is this another notch on our. This is like maybe this is, not- is like taking advantage. This is they literally went. What's the slowest sports day on the calendar? We're going to have Big 12 media days that day. Supposedly, that was another initial concern. So I guess Big Big 10 media days are next week. And apparently, the one of the considerations of the two-week suspension before they made the decision to fire Pat Fitzgerald mm-hmm. was you couldn't send him to media days. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, that's why they acted the way they did. No, hold on. I know AAC media days are July 24th and 25th and from what I understand Memphis will speak the morning of the 25th and it's an in per it's a, it's in Arlington Texas um but and SEC media days I believe start Monday in Nashville this year correct um yeah Monday in Nashville I don't when is Big Ten is big and then Big Ten media day I bet starts like Wednesday or something. Uh, let's see. I, have, I thought I had the calendar pulled up. All right. So the AAC, as you mentioned, uh, so the ACC will be the tw- July twentieth through twenty first. Uh, March. twenty sixth e- and twenty seventh is Big Ten media Days. So they're going. So we they are spreading out our our big our media days this year over. I'm sorry. That was the twenty. No, I think we were looking at that was the twenty. 20- now I'm looking at Big Ten on twenty in twenty twenty three. Big Ten media days is at Lucas Oil Stadium. July twenty sixth and twenty seventh. I'm looking here. ACC media days are. Um, let's see here. Oh well, AC, the ACC well, football the kickoff. Pac- 12, or, uh, the, yeah, right. Yeah. The ACC football kickoff is the is July twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and twenty seventh. They've expanded it to three days down in the ACC. So, but the Big Twelve is basically out on an island here this week. Yeah. Interesting choice. I presume. When you're going to be, like, as... I like the they, move. I feel like they want the spotlight. We're going to get, like, 15, 16 days of media days this year. Instead of having them all, like, you know, piling yeah, on on top of each them. other. It, we get we get 15, 16 days of media days. This is almost... this is They're starting to turn this into watch list season. Are they, are, is it, many are asking, <laughs> is it Christmas in July? <laughs> many, many are asking. All right, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. Let's get into the list. Also during hour number two, CBS Sports has released their hot seat coaching ranking. We'll tell you where Ryan Silverfield is on that. We'll do all that during hour number two. Stick around, listen. Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN.
1: Let's get into the list. Giannotto and Jeffrey keep a list of the stories and people they need to talk about. Being on the list can be a good or bad thing. Listen Listen to to find find out who made it it and and why. why. This is The List. You just made the list. On Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM, ESPN. DeAndre Williams.
2: You just made the list. All right, Jeffrey. We got an update on the DeAndre Williams situation, courtesy of our man, uh, Jason Munns, over at the Commercial Appeal. Uh, he spoke to um, DeAndre's legal representation, Don Jackson. And Don Jackson. What's that? Esquire. Esquire. Excuse me. Uh, Don Jackson told Munns that he has formally turned in all pertinent information and documentation over to the University of Memphis. He did that on Monday. And uh, the school, it's now basically up to the school's compliance department to file this waiver request of DeAndre Williams. I would assume they will do that hopefully shortly, um, in short order. But uh, Don Jackson said this, quote, NCA case precedent clearly establishes that Mr. Williams is entitled to a waiver based upon his having detrimentally relied upon misinformation and upon the principle of student athlete well-being. Um, basically, remember if you're not familiar with all this, they're not arguing about anything that happened at Memphis. They're arguing with his enrollment about his enrollment at Evansville way back when, where he was forced to be sit out as a non qualifier. And basically lose a year of eligibility because of that. And they're basically saying he shouldn't have been forced to lose that year of eligibility based on, as he put it, student-athlete well-being and misadvisement from this prep school situation that DeAndre ran into. Um, Yeah, I mean, we know all that. The thing that I think that's interesting is um, it feels like Don Jackson would like this information to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, the interesting aspect is, hey, we've turned it over to Memphis. And I presume because Don Jackson, as an attorney, it's an it's like you said, it's a compliance eligibility. It's not like, like ultimately, he, ultimately, he can't file he, the waiver. He right? can't file for the waiver. The school has to file for the waiver to the NCAA. I would, you know, yeah, no, I think it's it's probably an element of, hey, I'm just putting this out there. We gave and it to I'll, him on July 10th. I would say it this way. Uh Memphis has had a history of not turning in waivers on time. Or not yeah, or taking longer than you would think Correct. to file a and waiver And to me, this request. is like a hey, let's get this done. Well, and you've got the aspect of this that hasn't isn't talked about is that essentially Don Jackson, in talking publicly about all this, like the University of Memphis compliance department told DeAndre he didn't have eligibility left. And Don Jackson is essentially public has publicly been saying yep. now for a month, uh, yeah, he does. Like you guys are wrong. He does. Here's why. Correct. And like, and to be clear, it's Don Jackson's job. Yeah. Is to no, tell, and I don't think the school, like you know, like I, I don't think the compliance department at Memphis intentionally is like doing this to no, hurt I think DeAndre. Their in, I think their they, interpretation. They interpreted the rules differently than Don Jackson did. I, I would say though that like. In this situation, it does feel like the type of situation, even if there's a remote possibility, what's the harm in filing the waiver? Sure. Um, and so hopefully, you know, I would assume this is gonna be taken care of in short order in terms of filing the waiver. Now July tenth, let's assume let's assume Memphis takes the rest of the week to get its waiver in order. Okay. Let's just say let's say let's say yeah, that. that's fine. Is that enough time? That would give basically the NCAA two weeks to approve it. Before the Dominican Republic See, trip. I guess I, this is where you and I differ. I don't particularly care whether or not he's on that Dominican trip. I think it's I think you want him to start practicing with the team. I guess so. Here's how I would look at it. Yes, I, I can under, in an ideal world, mm-hmm. yes, I agree with you. You get the extra practices, utilize them, What ultimately you just need but it before. The only thing the beginning I care about September. is can he play game one? Okay, that's so honestly, all you care about is getting it done by like November 10th. Is whatever. anyone does anyone that's watching? I think DeAndre, he needs the waiver to practice. Like, I don't think he now maybe there's like a they can like I guess conditionally I, grant it so he can practice before they actually approve. I don't I know. I guess though, how that I, works. and maybe I am being naive and I fully could acknowledge that. I've seen what DeAndre Williams can do. Mm-hmm. I, I think his game is pretty easily yeah, when you inserted. Have, I know, but when you have so I when you have. He's like one of the few returning guys. It's like gonna I think it it's actually gonna be really helpful if he's around while this group is gelling together because he's someone who's actually played for Penny before. i, I and he's understand not that, the but coach's like, son. I guess I just look at it this way. I care way more about him just playing rather than whether or not because to me, this is something though that that I've been thinking about. It felt like when this first was proposed, you know, when we first started hearing the rumblings it felt like a long shot. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like it's flipped to where I'm not saying it's a slam dunk. You feel good about it, though. You're like, <laughs> like as I'm imagining this team now, I'm imagining it with DeAndre out there. I think the way I would phrase it is I would be more surprised if the waiver gets denied. Would mm-hmm. I be stunned, shocked? No. But if yeah. he gets approved, I would sit there and go, yeah, that was kind of what I was expecting. Because that is kind of where I, like, how I'm feeling about this. I think everyone else is somewhat feeling about the like feeling similarly and I do wonder if this waiver doesn't get approved how much does that change what everyone feels about this team because it felt like it felt like everybody went from the sky is falling to oh my god second weekend or better type team and I'm not saying that I disagree with that but to me a lot of that was largely Depen- depend on dependent on the fact no. that you you felt like DeAndre's coming back It's still more important to get like if you could only pick one, DeAndre getting his waiver or Javon Quinterly committing to Me- to Memphis, you'd I think you'd have to pick DeAndre ten times out of ten. One hundred percent agree. With like that's far more important thing to have happen um, for the success of this team. But I just I, I think it's a lot harder than what we're saying it's going to be to bring so many new pieces together. We're not talking about six or seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm we're talking you, but, about twelve. But my point I think it's kind of that having kind of, DeAndre in the mix Weirdly though, that's kind of the point that I'm making. I I understand your point of hey, this is a guy that's played for Penny. He could probably help. He's everybody. gonna be Bring, the leader of the team. But, but he's gonna be the leader of the team regardless. No, I know, but if he's not able to get into the mix until October, that's that's where you get off to a slow start. I'm just sorry. It's just we like they, you saw it when he first got here. Like I mean, when he I had just to think, miss all that time. I just think all of these kids are used to putting teams on the fly together. I think it I, I agree with you to the extent of like, is it like vital that he goes to the Dominican? No. It obviously would be helpful. But if he's not like if he's not approved by the time practice starts, that's worrisome to me. In terms of not in terms of whether he'll get it or not, but just in terms of like this thing coming together smoothly at the beginning of the season, because I do and think it, he's a really I important guess, piece. I guess we're to kind it. of—it's not even like I, I agree with you in an ideal world. But like, if you're making me say, yes, what, obviously, if it's like nothing or getting DeAndre the day before the right, season, give yes, me that. Yes, no, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'd rather have him on the fly, if you will, than not have him at all. Yeah, that's, but. It, I'm hoping for I know hoping for an ideal world is not really necessarily possible with the NCA but I am hoping for something closer like if they're if they're going to approve them I'm hoping they do it in a uh relatively quick manner. I just I in my experience and I if anyone has examples please send them my way. 2 weeks would be eight remarkably fast turnaround. I mean, Don the- Jackson is saying he had a case like this. Now, it was not at the Division One level. It was the Division Two level. Like, that case, he said basically once he he had so much information that once he turned it in, essentially the NCA said, oh, well, this is, you've got every angle covered here approved. That's what he... Do we that, know it, when the timeline of that was? Because the other thing, like, I know this sounds stupid, but it's true. Like, a lot of people are on vacation right now. Yeah. No, I don't... The the, NCAA, the clearinghouse, whatever, doesn't really work super quickly in the summer. Yeah, hopefully. Well, it, it, does, it, it does and it doesn't. I mean, because they're going to have – you know, football practice starts beginning of August. So, you know, they, they're, they're going to be clearing a bunch of guys for that. Um, so we'll see. It'll be uh, very interesting as this thing inches along. But the the latest in the DeAndre Williams situation is his lawyer has now turned over all the information to the University of Memphis – and now it is on the University of Memphis to officially file the waiver request from the NCAA, and then we wait to hear back from the NCAA. That's where we're at. All right. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Zion Williamson. You just made the list! So, uh, Jeffrey, I don't know if you saw this, Zion Williamson made a guest appearance on, it was a surprise appearance, on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, Gil's Arena. I believe Xavier Tillman Sr. was also recording, so I'm guessing Gilbert's just out in Vegas. Yes. Okay. He's out in Vegas, and um, I believe Tillman was on it, but they didn't release the Tillman part from what I've seen. Maybe they did. Maybe someone else can point me to it. But Zion made this surprise appearance, and and I got to give Gilbert Arenas questions, or give him credit. He, like, like nope. he didn't hold back in terms of asking questions to Zion Williamson that, like, he would have gotten if he had conducted a press conference. I will say this. I think there are way too many – athletes with podcasts right now. Mm -hmm. With that being said, I'm glad Gilbert Arenas has a podcast because he literally, the first question he asked, this is not like going on Paul George's podcast. No, like the first question Gilbert Arenas asked him when he appeared on the set was, is it hard for someone your age to diet? Like literally he just went right there right away. Yeah. And I mean, the thing though, that I found interesting about Gilbert's podcast is like, and maybe it also helps that he is not playing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he and apparently his son's pretty good. He's got like a son who was like did real well at Peach Jam this past last. Week. I saw the photos of Bron Bron coaching. Yeah, Coach Bron with Rondo. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Uh, he was yelling at refs. It was, it was perfect. Yeah, that's good. I think though the more fascinating aspect is, doesn't this tell you that Zion feels like, or maybe Zion's team feels like, hey, you need to get out there. Well, and like I think this was a smart decision, and I'll I give. Props to everyone. Go on a podcast that's not going to be a softball podcast because mm-hmm. Gilbert, like Gilbert does have the, that's the other great thing about Gilbert Arenas; he has the crazy factor. He's got no filter. Correct. Yeah. Like he's got that. And so he's going to ask all that. And I think this is a good move for you rather than if he, it just feels like if you go on some of these other podcasts, like you're going to try to control the narrative. Now, like, now he didn't, I don't believe he asked about the girl, the, the, the well, Twitter did, girl. Zion did say, I got to be more disciplined. It was like, yeah, no. So here's some diet, of the quotes. diet and discipline. About the, about the diet stuff. He said, it's hard, man. I'm 20, 22, have all the money in the world. Well, it feels like all the money in the world. It's hard. I'm at that point now because of certain things. I'm putting back the wisdom around me. I don't want to say older because they get defensive, but I'm putting people around me with wisdom, put me on game to certain things and just go from there. So he's. Listen, he's, again, to be clear, it's just words. I actually think when we grade answers, that's a great answer. Mm-hmm. Because far too often, like, like, I do think, hey, part of part of this, especially being like a young star, is like having people that are wise around you. I think that's a very good answer. Yeah, he said, like, oh, you'll like this. Mm. um, Like Coach K taught me, I have to own up to my responsibilities. Ugh. There are a lot of things I could have done better. I didn't. I'm in the process of fixing those things. He said, in terms of getting ready for the season, this is a good tell your story here, Jeffrey. He's been trying to follow the blueprint of LeBron James. Quote, I'm more of locking in on flexibility, band work. I think it's those things that will be able to keep me on the court longer rather than losing a bunch of weight and coming to play, Williams said. Yes. Yeah, I like that Uh. one. That's a good (laughs) Uh. I'm still going to eat. All right. I'll work hard, but I'm still going to eat.
0: Yeah. That's what he was saying there. Now
2: again, appreciate the honesty. I'm not sure doing J Bands, like those Hey LeBron's in good shape. Yeah, but LeBron, like no one ever questioned like LeBron was never overweight. People thought LeBron got too big, but it was like it was like the too big in terms of like he may have lifted too much you know, like lifted or, too much. Yeah. huh. Really? <laughs> really? Whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, bulked up is bulked the, is, up. is too much mass. It wasn't because he got fat, right? They thought too much, too, too much mass. <laughs> I was also gonna mention. Um, I don't know if you watch this show, but Ali and I love the Bear. It's the the sh- uh, it's like a restaurant show set in Chicago. Okay. The only problem, season two, they had like this through line of using Coach K is like mm. motivation and, nice. and it just is the leader of men. Doesn't I matter what field you're in, he's a leader of up men. In my mouth, I was like, oh my it, God, how did they ha-? I was trying to figure out if the showrunner like went to Duke and he was a part of the cult, but it was like it just felt so unnecessary. Here, here's my question back to Zion. It, it's funny, it like based on what their careers have been so far, like him and Jai are always gonna get compared. Yeah, same South Draft Carolina yeah. thing, same yeah. draft, whatever. Teammates way back when and it was clear, like, for it was there was no question, and I still think there's no question, personally. Like, Jaw's career has been better than Zion's, even though Zion, you, you like, I, I think these, I think these, I mean, two it's things, very clear his career has been better than Zion. I don't think that's debatable. I also think it's important to note: had the Grizzlies had the number one pick, they would have taken Zion too. Here's my question: All right, I think I, I think I know the answer. I. Would you rather have Jaws problems right now or Zion's problems right now if, you're, like if you were, like, a fan of a team? Like, if you're, if you're a Pelicans fan or a Grizzlies fan, like who would you, whose problems would you rather have? Because both of them clearly have some problems right now. I think you got to say hands down Jaws. I don't I think, think so this is too. close because yeah. it's a couple of reasons. Number one, Jaws made some really bad decisions, mm-hmm. but in, like, the grand scheme of things, he still played a lot of games played a lot of games, and also Jaws' decision-making feels fixable. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, don't flash your gun on Instagram. Like, that doesn't – like, that feels pretty fixable. The biggest problem with Zion is, you know, what? Now we've seen 230 games that he hasn't played. Like, Jaws misses games too, but at the same – like, it's just at at no level. Like, to me, like, this this is night and day because also – I felt like the only criticisms of Zion that were legitimate when he was in the draft or you know as mm-hmm. a draft prospect was concerns about would his body hold up. Like I thought that was a legitimate concern. And we've seen mm-hmm. that was a legitimate concern. We've also seen when Zion plays, like he is an amazing basketball player. Yeah. Well, we've seen that from Ja too. Yeah. And Jaw's on the floor a whole hell of a lot more. Yeah. No, I think I, I think I'd much rather I'd rather have Jaw's problems. I, you know, like, ultimately, you saw even from that answer we had just read, like, who knows? Like, Zion can say all he wants. Like, he's, you know, like, ultimately, like, I do think, uh, you know, he says, like, I'm not band sure work is what's going to do it. resistance doing. bands and and maybe, I mean, like, LeBron is not a small guy, you know, like, ultimately. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a completely, it's one thing to be 6'8", 265. Mm-hmm. It's another to be 6'8", 305. And more like 6'6". He's not, Zion's not as tall as LeBron. I've never seen like, him standing, but I mean... I don't, I've, I've seen them both. I don't... Like, they may be listed the same. Like, Zion feels more like 6'7", whereas LeBron feels more like 6'9". Yes. And to me, like, I there, there's just... Like, you can do the, what does one person weigh versus another? You look at LeBron and you mm-hmm. look at Zion and you go, I don't care what the scale LeBron says. LeBron is, like, one of the most finely tuned athletes in the on the planet, period. Yes. Like, the, the the way he plays... Like, there's a reason why he's able to play the way he does at his age is because... He Human growth like- warmer. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> However, he does it mm-hmm. immaculate shape. Dedi- dedication. No, no question. Immaculate shape. Um, all right, the PGA Tour. You just made the list. Uh, they they made the list over at the U.S. Senate, Jeffrey. It's still going on, it appears. Or I don't. Maybe this is a replay. But I don't even want to get into this. I want to get into. Do you see the the stories that leaked while the hearings were going on? It seems to me the hearings have been. Well, what the, the the hearings haven't been interesting. It's more the documents that got released. There we go. As a result of now the hearings have happened, and oh by the way, the Senate has subpoena power and got all these documents mm-hmm. from everyone involved, and it's the documents that have produced a, uh, a I don't know if a boatload of news, but certainly more details on how I this would all say went down. It's, it's been the reaction. So the these are the proposals when they were going. These are some of these things had been rumored of, okay, what's because we, we don't, this deal is still very light on details, but here were some of the things that, uh, were included, uh, from the subpoena documents. Live is proposing that Rory McIlroy and Tiger woods would own teams and play in at least 10 live events. This in the participation of other leading players is subject to further discussions. So when everyone was saying, uh, they wouldn't let that little bitch Rory on live, uh, it seems like that was not true. Uh, mm-hmm. Initiate a larger-scale superstar live-style team global event to include PGA Tour live and LPGA players. The team six or the 16 team captains and subsequent teams are subject to a draft on live TV to increase Ryder Cup levels of interest. This may include the constitution of national teams. Okay, this was what the original idea before the Saudis took the idea and started mm-hmm. live. This was kind of what was proposed. It was called uh, the PGL. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to partner with the PGA Tour. Monahan wouldn't take their phone calls. I would be in on this. This is like this was kind of their idea. Like they wanted to make golf the the silly season more like Formula One. Mm-hmm. This though is where it really started to get good. Um, Did you hear what Jimmy Dunn said in the in this thing? He basically said um, he basically told Rich, Richard Blumenthal was really like going in on these yes. dudes, and he uh, he said. Dunn acknowledged that the parties did a poor job of explaining their agreement, calling the initial rollout "quote very misleading and inaccurate," which was everyone's fault. There is no merger. There is simply an agreement to try to get to an agreement and settle the lawsuit. <laughs> it's like, oh, na- oh, that's where you're backtracking to now. It was even better. I need to find it. Lo- no laying up had it. As Jimmy well. Dunn is from the is the PGA rep who like the PGA tour board member who basically helped negotiate this deal. I need to find the, the, an email got leaked. But basically Richard Blumenthal in this Senate committee um, said uh, he said he urged them, quote, "to avoid the sellout that this deal appears to be." and said, quote, "Looking at it from the future standpoint, you're not out of the woods. They're going to continue to have this kind of bucket full of money and they're going to continue to wield the influence that they do. And whatever the good intention and rhetoric is now, you still have to reach a deal. My hope is that you will resist." those buckets full of money. Yeah, so Ed Herlihy was also with Jimmy Dunn from the PGA Tour side that leaked it, and uh, this was an email that came out today. Uh, Attached is a one-sentence side uh, letter that we propose be executed between all parties at the same time as the framework agreement. The operative sentence is below. Quote, in connection with the execution of the framework agreement, the parties hereby agree that the services provided by Greg Norman and Performance Fifty Four to Live will cease upon management transition to the PGA Tour uh, contemplated by the framework agreement. In any event, by no later than one month thereafter. This is what Muhammad and I have discussed. So that was uh, that had been largely rumored that if the deal was going to be- get done, they were going to have to get rid of they were going to have to get rid of uh, Norman. And then also there was like an email. There was an email from Jimmy Dunn saying, like, how they should roll out that that strategy that you're talking about their media strategy. And they're like, uh, how about going to CNBC with a nice softball interview? These were like the words that were used in the email. <sighs> nice softball interview with, and they named a they named a host, and then they threw out like, here's some other questions that they could ask. It was. Uh, I'll say this though, it's there's going to be details and it's going to be unseemly. I'm now at the point though, and I've been here for a little bit. I think it's a bigger disaster mark if this doesn't go through. If this deal doesn't happen, I don't know. Oh it, yeah, because it, then it's going to be so much harder to get another deal done. And if you're back done. to square one, if you're back to square one, and you're well, the PJ, well, we don't have the litigation. Well, Liv's just going to keep buying up property. Like you know what I mean? Like it, that's the only way. this they, is the, the only PGA way to get the PJ tour has to get this deal correct. done. or they're hundred percent. Yes, they 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 pissed off a lot of their members. Yes, with this and and but they've. It feels like most of the PGA Tour guys have begrudgingly accepted. Well, we got screwed in all this, but whatever. It'll be better for the game. Long we don't like no, no, how no, the no, game. No, let, let's bottom line it. Well, we're, we're going to get, get some money. This from is going to get. We're going to get paid out. Of we're going to get paid out of this. If then they back out now, you've double crossed your players, your membership, and you're in the weaker. You're in a far weaker position than you've ever been because you've already acknowledged to live publicly. Hey, we don't have the money to, to win this fight. Correct. <laughs> well, this could be... A, By the way, and I just also, can't believe that uh, one of the people who spearheaded it was like, well, you know, we announced this as a merger. It's really an agreement to reach an agreement if we can reach an agreement. The other thing... What? Uh, I found the email. Uh, Jimmy, uh, this announcement's too big to wait uh, till the definitive. If we don't put out the messages, others will... F- uh, others will fill in. Uh, Ed and I discussed this yesterday. The press team feels strongly we need to set the narrative of a true relationship and not to reluctantly combat settling litigation. Uh, I'm told that we could have a brief softball segment with somebody like Becky Quick at CNBC, who handles Buffett, by the way. I like how they're just on, you know, they're using like nicknames for Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. The press teams are aligned on this. They're also uh, taking all the recent lessons from the Boeing-Saudi announcements uh, which went extremely well in D.C., nationally and internationally. Uh, the worst thing we can do is have the naysayers lead the chaos. Uh, the other thing that was very striking when you see all these documents that come out, if you are someone that believes that the PGA Tour is going to take the lead on this, uh, no no chance. No. They're, no chance. They're, they're, all they've done is agree to come to an agreement, Correct. potentially. And if we can it's come also to an important agreement. to note, like, Yasir Al Rahman. By the way, he apparently also in the negotiations, an Augusta membership. I liked that. Oh, nice. That is Jimmy Dunn really burying the hatchet. (laughs) He was like not even like letting like people in that had any like did business with with Saudi Arabia, and now he's letting in the head of the fund. he's got other things to do. I don't think he wants to sit there and just run a golf tour. So like I do think he's fine saying, hey, the PJ tour can run it, but this idea that he's giving them two billion dollars and not going to have a say. Yeah. No, thank you. No. It's not happening. All right, let's get on the hot seats. Yeah. We've got we've got college football coaches hot seat rankings <laughs> from CBS Sports. Ryan Silverfield is on the list. We'll give you more information next. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM
0: Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart to cart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. G&J guests appear on the Sissy's Log Cabin phone lines. We're back with the Giannato and Jeffrey show live from the Red River Toyota studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas on 92.9 FM ESPN.
2: To get the feeling right. All right, Mark over at CBSSports.com. Dennis Dodd has blessed us with his 2023 hot seat ranking. Yes. So we basically, this list, he doesn't have all. You, I think later on he comes out with all yeah, of them. Yeah, he's got to. I think he'll grade every. I think he grades every D1. Every, every D1, D yeah. He, like he gives them a, a number. A number. And his but, scale is, for those that are curious, five, he grades it uh, 0 to 5. Winner be fired is a f- uh, 5. Start improving now is a 4. Pressure is mounting is a 3. 2, all good for now. Uh, one safe and secure, zero untouchable. So he does have the full list out. If you go click on a link there, you've got the full list. But he's got separated out for for people like us. Mm-hmm. We've got like the the most on the hot oh, seat yeah. coaches. Um, and so basically, these are the fives, fours, and threes. And there are total in FBS one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12 coaches who are like, these are the 12 most on the hot seat coaches for Dennis Dad. Do you want me to go from the most on the hot seat? Or do we want to focus on Ryan Silverfield here right off the bat? Let's go most on the hot seat. I, I've got it in front right, of me so as the, well. The fives are Tom Allen at Indiana, Neil Brown at West Virginia and Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico. Those are your three fives, which is win or to or be fired. And with all due respect to Danny Gonzalez and his family, I know that they're listening I told Mark before the show, you could have given me infinite guesses to name the New Mexico head coach. Mm-hmm. I would never have gotten to Danny Gonzalez. Yes, apparently, this is when you know New Mexico, apparently the holdup might be that they don't want to spend $700,000 to fire a member this year. Um, but we've talked about West Virginia's situation. And then Tom Allen is, in, he's kind of like Pat Fitzgerald, had a great, did really well in that COVID year, and then the last two years has they, really stunk. Yes, they gave him a COVID contract. Um, all right, the fours are Dino Babers at Syracuse, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, Butch Jones at Arkansas State, and Mike Bloomgren at Rice. So, uh, two two of which are on Memphis's schedule. Yeah, is Rice on? I don't know if Rice is on the schedule this year. I don't think they play Rice this year, uh, but they're they're in the league now. I think Arkansas State is on the schedule. Um... So that's kind of interesting. I mean, what's interesting here is the thing. Fisher last year was a zero on Dennis Dodd's hot seat thing to start the year, and now he's a four. And again, at Texas, A&M. Everyone keeps... that would be start improving now. As the Jimbo's going to be the one to watch for me, because when I told you yesterday, I think the lesson learned for a lot of these coaches is going to be, um, if you're not winning at the level of expectations, you better have the squeakiest clean of of closets. And then here are the three ratings from Dennis Dodd. That is three would – what it means is pressure is mounting, according to his scale. So the threes are Jeff Halfley at Boston College. Another guy that had a, had a COVID extension. Mel, Mel Tucker at Michigan State. COVID extension. Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. Uh – Dana Demel at UTEP and then Ryan Silverfield He also had a good COVID year. And then Ryan Silverfield at Memphis. Um here's what Dennis Dodd wrote about Ryan. Ryan's best year also COVID year, correct? Yes, his first season. Um here's what Ryan Silverfield But I think his is more like his best year was the year he kept Brady White. Like they yeah. won th- like they won 3 games that year cuz they had Brady White. Yeah. 3 of those 8 wins. Um all right, here is the, uh, what, what Dennis Dodd wrote about Ryan Silverfield and his three rating. And he, by the way, was a one last year. This conclusion is based half on Silverfield, Princey 6-10 and 10 in the AAC since 2020, and half on circumstances. Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF grabbed the brass ring in the Big 12. For whatever reason, Memphis has been left out in realignment despite desperately wanting to be part of the Big 12. The Tigers need to cause a national stir in the suddenly wide-open AAC. The pressure is on to take over the league with the big boys gone. Silverfield is a good coach who just had an added burden heaped on him. Get the Tigers good enough to be attractive to a bigger, better conference. What do you think about that? I mean, do we know he's a good coach? Yeah, I would – I don't know. No, I agree with you. That was kind of our conclusion at the end of last year was like, I still stand by it. I still think I would rather see this team win five games than win s- seven. six, six, yeah, or seven. I I'm telling you, I know everyone keeps doing the oh, if he goes six and six again, they'll, they'll- it's gonna be somewhere in between. I think they're gonna be better than last year, but that's maybe I don't schedule think- dependent. No, I-, I agree. I don't think they're gonna necessarily be as good as what like what Dennis Dodd is referring to here, which is you know causing a stir. Compete. Like, I, I question whether they will like make the AAC championship game, but I think they're going to be better. <sighs> I mean, really boils down to me like, the season's going to be determined. They should be really, like, the schedule is very advantageous this season. League schedule. Like, the league schedule, yes. You can get off to a squirrely start. Well, now here's a question. They're going to basically play two coaches on this list back to back weeks, I believe, Butch and Butch Jones and Eli Drinkwitz. Uh Navy's in between. Oh, Navy's in between. That's the other thing though. Like it's like you yes. got some tricky games. I think they're gonna beat Bethune Cookman. I think they're gonna beat Arkansas State. But that Navy Missouri Boise stretch, well but- Butch is selling Butch is selling something over at Arkansas State. This is what uh, Dennis that's, that's Dodd what Butch does. This is what Dennis Dodd wrote about Arkansas State. Jones is salt of the earth before Arkansas. He makes it clear. I like Butch Jones. Mm-hmm. uh before Arkansas State, he won everywhere he's been as a coach. Following Brian Kelly, he was an indispensable part of Nick Saban's staff for three seasons as he rebuilt his game him, after Tennessee. That's why I never put him on the field. At Arkansas State, Jones has won just two Sun Belt games, five and nineteen overall. The schedule suggests a bowl is possible, and a 2022 contract extension through 2026. Way to go, Tom Bowen! Suggests security. Complicating things, new AD Jeff Purinton entering his second season didn't hire Jones, but is pleased with the direction of the program. The Red Wolves have had the conference's best recruiting class the last two years. There's reason for hope. In his career, Jones is a combined 29-9 and nine in his third seasons. All right, here's but, their schedule. I guarantee you Butch Jones gave him that stat personally. So... <laughs> They open at Oklahoma. Who else but Butch Jones knows, knows that he's twenty nine and nine overall and th- only someone who's been saying it at alumni functions for the last six or months you just, knows I guess that. you just got on the the database. Um, they open at Oklahoma before they host Memphis. If you're Butch, aren't you just sitting there going, "Let's not get anybody hurt"? Well, Oklahoma stunk last year. Yeah, but you're still. It, it feels like one of those, it feels like, let's see what let's Who, see how it goes in the you, first half. What do you think you have a better chance of winning? I agree. At Oklahoma on opening day or Memphis at home? Oh, yeah. Very clearly, it's Memphis. And that would be a win that your fan base would care about. Oh, that would be, a, I mean, it would be a huge win for Arkansas State. Whereas, so, like, the Missouri win, like, I will say this, like, Drinkwitz is on the hot seat. Missouri fans are expecting him to beat Memphis correct. in St. Louis. Like, like. Frankly it's a disaster for that for Missouri if they lose to Memphis and St. Louis. Yes, one hundred I mean, especially when you consider if you lose to Memphis and St. Louis. E- yeah. I mean, all right, so they have South Dakota, MTSU, K State they go to K State. But here's here's the going back to Silverfield. No, I'm sorry, they have K State at home. Going back to Silverfield, do you agree with the premise like his job is dependent on like the like he could lose his job simply because, you know what, Memphis needs to impress the Big 12, and they can't impress the Big 12 with 6-6 six and six or 7-5. I, I actually don't necessarily agree that that is going to be the impetus that gets him fired. I would make the argument that that should have applied sooner. Yes. Like, it, like to me, it's going to be, okay, is no one at the games? You know, like, that's going to factor into it. Like, we've seen the attendance slide quite a bit well, since it, the height of the Norvell era. There's also the element of, like, they don't pass the eye test. Yeah, but you can with the schedule. You cannot pass the eye test and go to a bowl game. Yes, well, like that's, that, that's the, why. But the, yeah, you cannot pass the eye test and go eight and four. Yeah, and but, that eight and four. But let's just be real. Eight and four. He's coming back. There's is, no way he is. But that, that's, I agree with you that it might not be good for the program. Well, like to me, overall. like that's the bigger issue that they go eight and four. Like everyone's just going to look at eight and four. Mm-hmm. That eight and four. When you when you look at the schedule, it's like. That was probably average. That's the baseline. Yeah. No, anything under 8 and 4 you're going to hear quite I think even at 8 and 4 there'll be some people who grumble. But if you're below 8 and 4 that's when the grumbling is that's where the grumbling zone is really is. Because if you go 8 and 4, let's say Missouri that, I mean I know, you know, there's a lot of people who are already kind of like If you go 8 and 4 that means you will have lost 3 of these games. Mm-hmm. Boise Tulane SMU, and then that means you lost to like either at Temple, uh, at North Texas, oh, it, it, at you. I like, mean that means you had a really going 4 bad You're loss. either not getting a good win or you're losing a game, like a bad win, uh, yes. losing a bad game. Yes. Um, and so yeah, we'll see. And because you, my gut tells me it'll be something along the lines of like eight and four. They'll win a game that'll surprise you, and they're going to lose a game that'll surprise you. That's what, that's what my gut tells me about this season. Like they're gonna, they'll, whether it's Tulane or Boise or or Missouri, they'll win one of those games. How many surprising wins have they had without Brady? Without Brady? Oh, I um, guess the Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah, Mississippi State that year and that same year. Remember they beat SMU when SMU was ranked. I know the circumstances. Like now, in retrospect, it was the week Sunny Dykes. Was, yeah. Yes. It no, was the week Sunny. It came out like basically Sunny Dykes yeah. has already accepted the TCU job, yeah. but they still beat a ranked SMU team and you were kind of like, I remember, I remember it because it's the game. our, Our photographer at the time, Joe Rondoni caught Silverfield and his wife in this like very cute embrace on the field after it was like a, it was a big win for him in the moment. Um, and so we'll see, hopefully, uh, Hopefully Hopefully, it's a non-issue. Yeah, hopefully it's a non-issue. But right now, he's one of the 12 most on-the-hot-seat coaches in the country, according to CBS Sports. All right, when we come back, we tell your story next, right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN.
1: 92.9 FM, ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. At the Home Depot,
2: we have laundry appliances that just fit. Fit your space, fit your needs, and fit your budget. Like a new GE Profile Ultra Fast Combo Laundry Machine that can wash and dry a large load in about two hours without you ever having to transfer the load over. Final days to get special buy savings like the GE Profile Ultra Fast Combo Laundry Machine. Plus an extra $100 off, select Laundry Sets. In-store and online at the Home Depot ends July 12th.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high-mileage engine protection with Syntec Full Synthetic High-Mileage Motor Oil, exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of SynTech High-Mileage and a MicroGuard Select Oil Filter for just $34.99. Limit supply. Ask for SynTech High-Mileage at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 8 9 spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-691-1343 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune, anytime from 1953 to 1987, and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-691-1343 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-691-1343 800 691
3: Consumer investigator Andy Wise here. I'm talking with longtime customers about why they love
2: the shot nurse. What do you love about the shot nurse?
3: Because of my work, I have to get a lot of vaccines for travel, and the shot nurse always has everything I need. And I don't need an appointment. I love
1: it.
2: For efficient wellness and immunization services, the shot
3: nurse is your wise choice. Solutions you need with the personal touch. no we don't sell commission-based products we're a fiduciary the highest standard of care for a financial advisor it means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest so when do you make more money Only when your clients make more money? Yep. We have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Your
1: window into affordable
3: luxury is Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis. At Pella, we offer
2: quality
1: replacement windows at any budget. I can't believe the price of my new windows. They were so affordable. If I knew I could afford windows and doors as gorgeous as these, I would have chosen Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis years ago. Right now, save 25% on your entire project or get 50% off installation. The highest quality, the greatest value. Choose Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis, your window into affordable luxury.
3: At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way, offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So, whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Kelly Blue Book is the one stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like an official offer to buy or trade your car. Mm-hmm.
2: Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, KBB.com. All right, Jeffrey, for today's tell your story. We could have gone with Rand Paul, who said some outlandish mm. things about uh, college. Ba- college athletes making money off of their name, image, and likeness. God forbid. Borderline racist stuff, to be honest. Said they're going to turn into rap stars. Which you can... Uh, uh, dog whistle. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go to old friend Dylan Brooks here for today's Tell Your Story. I guess he spoke to some, some reporters for the first time since signing with the Houston Rockets. And I particularly like this. He made a comparison to his new team. His He compared his old team to his new team, Jeffrey. Like and he said this. I feel like it's exactly like it's like it's exactly the same team from three or four years ago. Jalen, as in Jalen Green, is like John ja Morant. Jabari, as in Jabari Smith, I believe, is like Jaren. Is it Jabari Smith? Jabari Smith, Yeah, 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 yeah played it. Jabari is like Jaren. Young guys that can expand their games to be the best in the league. I think that's pretty good storytelling from from Dylan. Just believable enough to make me go, eh, maybe. But also. In the same vein, kind of basically saying, yeah, I helped mentor the Grizzlies. Now I'm going to help mentor the Rockets. And it's totally not because this was the only team that gave me $90 million. Respect. No, not yeah. at all. It's good storytelling by Dylan. Agreed. My thanks to Mike Gold, Jr. If you missed anything, be up on the podcast right for the program ends. For Mark, this is Jeffrey saying thanks
1: for listening. Keep listening. The Gabe Coon Show is coming up next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island